Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds, and it's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. I'd like to kick off our show today by sending out a big thank you to David Wolf, the host of the Small Biz America radio program that's heard nationwide and around the world. David sat in for me last week and really appreciate the interview that he conducted with Steve Young and Joe Balskis. We learned a ton about entrepreneurial perspectives and what it takes from their point of view to be engaged in making America strong again. Today, we have a very interesting show for you, and especially given the fact that we are preparing to celebrate Thanksgiving here in the United States, there are a lot of questions that are coming to people's minds. Many people today are making an active move to get to an airport or perhaps to get to a gas station and fill up before they drive over the hills and far away to go see loved ones, to be with friends, to share a few days' respite from the crazy world that we live in. Many people are asking themselves the normal questions, what it is that we're thankful for in our families, in our communities. A lot of people are also reeling from the impact of the challenges we face around the world. There is an undercurrent that faces us, especially this Thanksgiving, because when you walk into certain airports, you're going to see military people, police officers, standing in battle gear with machine guns. It's not what we're used to seeing here in the United States of America. A lot of people right now are wondering what the future really looks like. And while we can take off a few days, we can huddle up at grandma's house, we can get some great food, we can watch some football, but ultimately, there are deeper questions at play here. And unlike years past when we could always kind of tell that we were on the recovery track, there are a lot of people now that are beginning to ask different questions. People are looking at the government for leadership. They're looking at the government for safety and protection. But they're beginning to come to a point in their minds where they're wondering whether they can actually count on those that are sworn to protect us to actually be able to pull it off. Not that they're not committed to doing it, but that we have now seen a continuous impact on our safety and security with open borders, with terrorists around the world. What happens to our psyche when terrorists strike? I've heard countless leaders basically tell people from their podiums, either on television or radio or live, that what we need to do is rest on what we used to call in the flying business, the big sky theory. It basically goes like this. In the world of air-to-air combat, the odds of hitting another airplane are pretty small, considering how big the sky is. But the only problem is, when one plane actually meets another in midair, the consequences are almost universally catastrophic. Our leaders today tell us not to be afraid because the odds are we won't be blown up at our favorite Thanksgiving Day parade or movie theater. 
That's comforting, isn't it? No, not really. It's not comforting at all. As a matter of fact, it's not even a comforting conversation to have the day before Thanksgiving. I was having a little fun with my my sisters last night as we watched the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. And I don't know about you, but that takes me back to some pretty fun days as a kid, remembering what it was like hanging out. We knew Christmas was coming because Charlie Brown was hitting the airwaves, and that was fun. Actually, I found out years later it was just a great opportunity for mom to keep us out of the kitchen while she got ready for what was happening tomorrow. But you know, the days of Charlie Brown and just being able to hang out and enjoy life are a little bit different now, aren't they? They are. They are. We're told that what we need to do when dealing with these macro threats around the world is basically to suck it up, drive on, and not really worry about it. Because ultimately, there's not much we can do about it anyway. The question is, do we want to accept this as what many call the new normal? Do we tell our kids and grandkids that we just have to accept that life will include periodic barbarism and that we have to deal with it and hope nobody we know is unfortunate enough to walk into the wrong place at the wrong time when a terrorist detonates their suicide vest or opens fire with a machine gun? That, ladies and gentlemen, is not a conversation I'm interested in having with my kids or eventually my grandkids. To accept the premise that says we cannot beat terrorists is to accept the premise terrorists embrace, which is to make you feel completely afraid and alone, isolated, paralyzed, and in fear for your life and the very life of your family, your friends, and your fellow citizens. If we choose to accept this position, the terrorists win and we lose. Not only do we lose, but our families lose. That's unacceptable. That is completely, totally, and universally unacceptable in my view. And in the view of many Americans, especially many Americans who have spent their entire careers, whether it's in law enforcement, border control, active military service, government service, homeland security, you name it, there have been countless numbers of people who have worked their fingers to the bone so that we can rest and know that we're safe and secure in the United States of America. So, here's a different Thanksgiving Eve question for you. Why should we be thankful in the midst of fear, financial challenges, and terrorist threats? Why should we be thankful for that? We've been talking about paradigms for the last several episodes. That's a paradigm shift for you. How many people do you know that are thankful for these types of horrendous challenges that we face? Well, here's why I'm thankful for them. Because we have the option to do something about it. How's that for a new paradigm for Thanksgiving? We have the opportunity to make a decision in our lives and say, you know what? We're going to throw down the gauntlet. It is not acceptable just to hang out and hope everything turns out okay. Hope is not an effective strategy. So how do we put this in context? Right now, if you just look at the world around us and say, how do, we, how do I really understand? And furthermore, what can I do? Well, let me, let me 
tell you a little story. Let's go look back at history a little bit. As a matter of fact, some of you listening to this program can probably remember this. Because in the early 1930s, we were facing some pretty serious challenges. We were dealing with the Depression. we just come off the Great War in the late 1900s, 1917, 18, 19 time frame. There were terrorist organizations brewing across the world. And there was a great uncertainty in America. In 1932... Franklin D. Roosevelt was elected president of the United States. And on March 4th, 1933, he brought his inaugural address to the American people. And I'm going to share with you a couple of paragraphs from that address. President Roosevelt said, I am certain that my fellow Americans accept, expect, excuse me, that on my induction into the presidency, I will address them with a candor and a decision which the present situation of our people impel. This is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. Nor need we shrink from honestly facing conditions in our country today. This great nation will endure as it has endured, will revive and will prosper. So, First of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. In every dark hour of our national life, a leadership of frankness and vigor has met with that understanding and support of the people themselves, which is essential to victory. I am convinced that you will again give that support to leadership in these critical days. In such a spirit, on my part and on yours, we face our common difficulties. They concern, thank God, only material things. Values have shrunken to fantastic levels. Taxes have risen. Our ability to pay has fallen. Government of all kinds is faced by serious curtailment of income. The means of exchange are frozen in the currents of trade. The withered leaves of industrial enterprise lie on every side. Farmers find no markets for their produce. The savings of many years and thousands of families are gone. More important, a host of unemployed citizens face the grim problem of existence and an equally great number toil with little return. Only a foolish optimist can deny the dark realities of the moment. Yet our distress comes from no failure of substance. We are stricken by no plague of locusts. Compared with the perils which our forefathers conquered because they believed and were not afraid, we have still much to be thankful for. Nature still offers her bounty, and human efforts have multiplied it. Plenty is at our doorstep, but a generous use of it languishes in the very sight of the supply. Ladies and gentlemen, America has been here before, and we have a choice. We have a choice on how we're going to apply this lesson in history. Making America strong again begins with a decision. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about 
how that decision in the minds of those who choose to lead will affect America's future, not only for generations, but for centuries to come. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over a thousand websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again. We're here on the eve of Thanksgiving in the United States of America. We're looking at Thanksgiving from a little bit of a different perspective. It's a little challenging to be thankful for the terrorism and the unrest and the financial challenges and the disruption that we've faced in these United States for now, actually several decades. It's easy to get numb to it. It's easy to pretend it doesn't exist. It's easy to pretend that there's really nothing we can do. It's easy to play the big sky theory and hope nothing happens. But that's not who we are. That truly is not who we are as Americans. We have a choice. We have a choice in how we respond to scenarios. We also have a choice of how we choose to be proactive in dealing with the challenges that we face individually as a family, in our community, in our church. We all have choices. So we choose today to be thankful for the challenges that we face on the world stage. 
Now, I don't particularly want to deal with a terrorist, except that the terrorist leaves us no choice but to deal with them. Because they've made it perfectly clear, it doesn't matter what you say to somebody who hates you. If their objective is to kill you, they will, if you let them. Now, we're not going to have this happy talk around the Thanksgiving table. What we want to begin to do is look at it a little bit differently. Look at it from an American point of view. What it is that we can do as an organization of citizens that see things in a little bit different light. At Patriot Mission, we have a liberty principle that says simply this. We believe it is important to elect leaders who share a common belief in our Judeo-Christian heritage and the magnificence of the U.S. Constitution. What did we learn from the introduction of Franklin Roosevelt's inaugural address from 1933? He clearly had respect and belief in our Judeo-Christian heritage because he spoke about it. He talked about the faith of our founding fathers. He talked about what they believed and how they stood strong against the challenges they faced. And he inspired Americans to do exactly the same thing. And in 1933, we were still eight years away from December 7th, 1941. But he was preparing America for what we would come to learn at that time in history was going to be our greatest challenge, and that was World War II. So it's important that we decide today that it's a good idea to understand our heritage, the truth of our heritage. President Roosevelt spoke of the faith of our founders. He talked about what they believed. And there are a couple of themes that prevailed throughout the founding of the nation, throughout the Civil War, throughout World War I and World War II, and then the post-World War II era. And it's one that is crucially important to grab a hold of, especially in this day and age. It's a theme that is spread throughout the Old and New Testament, and it's simply this, fear not. Fear not. How many times in your daily life do people talk about what they're afraid of? They're afraid of financial challenges. They're afraid of not finding true love. They're afraid of what might happen in a particular relationship. And whether you're a Jew or Christian, a Muslim, whatever you particularly faith looks like, the, the biblical principles that our nation was founded on can guide us in functional day-to-day life. I choose to fear not. What about you? There's also a scripture in the Old Testament Genesis 50, chapter 50, verse 20, says this, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Think about that. That's in the very first book of the Bible. I'm not a biblical scholar, but I know that if bad guys want to hurt me, and God says he can use it to help save others, That's inspiring to me. It's inspiring. So what the terrorists and those who would destroy our financial systems and our American way of life, they have an interest in destroying us. God has an interest in saving us. I like his plan much better. So what if we really believed those elements of the Judeo-Christian heritage were true? What if we believed that? How would we act? How do our founding fathers act? 
How did they do it? What did Franklin Roosevelt do and other leaders throughout our history? Would we simply brave the local theater and hope nothing happens, or would we do more? It's not just being willing to take on the risk of going into the marketplace, but rather stretching ourselves in a practical way that will lead to making America strong again, not lead to making America marginal. We don't need that. That's not where we're headed. And it's crucial that we understand both the heritage, that's critical, but we can't stop there. We have to take action. Right now, there's a whole lot of conversation going on around the United States about the action that's about to happen in 2016. But it's not simply one election. And it's not simply election for a president or a governor or even a local county or city commission. What matters is the spirit of the American that says, I'm responsible. I will act individually and corporately with my fellow citizens so that we can make America a better place to be for our kids and grandkids. Just as in 1932, Americans came together and made a decision to elect President Roosevelt. And President Roosevelt went into action and inspired the nation. In 2016, we have choices to make. We'll also have choices in 2018 and in 2020. And I submit over the course of the next three elections, much will be decided about America that will forever shape her future. And oh, by the way, the future of your kids, your grandkids, and their progeny. That's a big deal. What message will you share with your family this Thanksgiving? Obviously, we're going to have some fun. We're going to reflect on those great family heritage moments, kind of like Charlie Brown We'll pray around the table. We'll talk about the things that we're thankful for as a family. But will we bring up the elephant in the room? Will we bring up the bigger picture? It's actually much easier just to put it aside. We'll deal with that on Friday or Monday or some other time. My challenge to you is to find a way to inspire those that you love. Inspire them with an idea. Inspire them with the idea of what it really means to understand what our founders went through. That in their deepest, most isolated moments, when they think about the future, when they think about their jobs, when they think about the crazy acts of terror, and now as so many people talk about it, what is it really going to look like? We have to stand up against it, individually, as families, and as communities. Inspiring a nation begins with being inspired by yourself. And that can begin by going back to our heritage, going back to biblical foundations of the world, going back to what our forefathers believed. When you're inspired, guess what happens to the people around you? They get inspired as well. They get inspired to learn. Don't just take my word or anybody else's word for it. Go and find out yourself. Go find out where our founders and our presidents and our leaders got their inspiration. They got it from God himself. Go get it. Take on the mantle that says, I will not be in fear. I will not live my life in a way where I will fear any man. Pray for our nation and our leaders. Whether you agree with them politically or not, we are commanded to pray for our nation and our leaders. Inspire your family. Inspire your friends that America can be strong, can be stable, can be growing. 
Be part of making America strong again. Ladies and gentlemen, that is grassroots leadership in action. We have so much to be thankful for. And there are people all over the United States of America and around the world who are counting on us to stand in the gap. They are counting on us to stand up and be strong and be courageous and believe what our founders believed. And that is that we can have the greatest nation on the face of the earth and lead others to understand who's behind it. Happy Thanksgiving. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com.